Good morning, faces of silver listeners. Um, this today is Friday. This will be episode two of Faces of Silver the podcast. Today I am having a chat with uh, Victoria Marie. Victoria Marie is uh, the producer and director of uh, Gray is the New Blonde. If you haven't heard of it yet, it's an amazing project. I believe it started out here in LA and goes nationwide or even international, probably international, and you can find out about it on Facebook. Again, Gray is the New Blonde. And without further ado, let's bring her on the show. Hello. Good afternoon. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Finally. Finally. We had some technical difficulties. So, Victoria Marie, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you so much. Thank you how, so how much you? for being. Thank you so much uh, for being on the show. For it, it took it, what an extra half an hour or something to get so. this going. Yeah, yeah. No worries. <laughs> But I'm sitting here audio, working. The audio sounds really good. I'm happy. With yeah, it. it does. It does. So today I wanted to talk to you about uh, for the Faces of Silver podcast. I wanted to, wanted to uh, let our listeners know about the project you are doing, the documentary you're doing. Okay, fabulous. Um, could you tell us a little bit in a nutshell what is it about? How did it get started and why now? Sure. Well, Gray is the New Blonde actually uh, grew from a YouTube video that I did during the summer of 2013 before I even moved to Los Angeles. And it was simply um, a few minutes of discussion on my own gray hair journey. And I titled it Gray is the New Blonde. And after that, after I posted it, there was quite a bit of uh, interaction from other YouTubers. I may have posted it on Facebook. I, I don't remember at this point. Um, but it just seemed to spark a lot of discussion. And at that moment, I realized that I had hit a nerve and I thought, oh, this is an important topic, and, which of course I didn't know. I just was talking about my gray hair. <laughs> other, mm -hmm. other people seemed to care quite a bit. And so um, at the time I was preparing to move to Los Angeles, so I really couldn't do anything with the knowledge that this was an important topic. And then I moved right. off to a few months later, I left where I was living at the time on the East Coast, and I moved out to Los Angeles in about a year after being here. And I did come for the entertainment industry. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but being a woman with gray hair over the age of 50, that's quite challenging for uh, the entertainment industry. So I thought, well, I need to really do something that's going to provide some traction for myself. And um, I realized then this is what I had to do. I had to do something that was very important to a large number of women throughout the entire world, not only here in the US. Yes. And so I realized I have to do something about women with gray hair. And that's how Gray is the New Blonde, the documentary, which is about the views and attitudes towards women with gray hair and how that's changing. And um, but still the trials and tribulations that women go through even today, even in 2018. Yes. And that's how it came to be. 
So is this, uh, for, for the listeners who don't know, uh, this project is uh, national, it's worldwide, it's any woman with gray hair anywhere, how, what's, so what's it, the intake? So it will, it will be for any woman anywhere in the world, and I have women Beautiful. from all over the world contacting me mm-hmm. uh, on the Facebook page for Gray is the New Blonde, yes. but we will maintain our base and the interviews that we do right here within the US. I, I will not travel internationally. So if people would, would like to be part of this and they are willing to travel or they, they want to support you, how, how can they find you? How can they contact you? So definitely contact by uh, Facebook. Gray okay. with an A, G-R-A-Y, Gray is the new blonde. And I've had many women uh, fly in yes. to be interviewed, and I have a ton of interviews already. It's called In the Can. Mm-hmm. Um, little snippets of it can of those interviews can be found on my YouTube channel. So if you go into YouTube and you type in Gray is the New Blonde, you will find uh, my channel, which has a lot of different things and playlists on my channel, but there is a dedicated playlist for Gray is the New Blonde. Um, but I've had many women come in from out of, uh, out of town to be interviewed. Terrific. So what is the, what is the format? What will the final documentary look like? Uh, that's such a good question. And that is what I'm hammering out now. Mm-hmm. What will this look like? For sure, I want to um, have some uh, scientists weigh in on the negative, actually detrimental effects of hair dye, not only to you know the hair dye industry in terms of the stylists who are applying this hair dye, and there's actually been some very good articles written about a higher incident of cancer. Yes. Uh, I, I think pancreatic cancer, if I'm not mistaken. But also um, what it's doing to the women who are using it every two to four weeks. And this is pretty common, especially as hair turns gray, turns whiter, which does happen over the years. That pops out almost immediately after a woman has had her hair, her roots done, her hair dyed. Um, so the uh, wider the hair, the quicker her hair, obviously, the roots are going to show up. So she's going and getting her hair done every two to four weeks. And what is that hair dye doing to her internally, to her Can cells, I... to her DNA? So we're definitely going to have some professional PhD scientists weigh in on this and provide some really good insight because I don't think women really realize how detrimental it is to their health exactly and um, i wasn't aware of that either and i think if you could raise the awareness especially as i look at other projects other books on gray hair that are out mm-hmm. there i don't know if there's enough on on the health implications mentioned there really that that people be, uh, become aware and, and right. really act upon that and and what is interesting is the first thing a woman gives up when she unfortunately is um, diagnosed with cancer is her hair that's the first thing women do is they stop dyeing their hair I think they 
they just intuitively know, uh-oh, what am I putting on top of my of chemicals every yes. two to four weeks, and this just can't be good, and I'm now having to fight cancer. And so intuitively, they just stop cold turkey. Um, yes. So I think as a woman, we are, we just grow up with beauty products. We just, we, we never question until we start getting older, do we start to think, well, what, what is this doing to me? What am I putting in my body? What am I putting on my body? And women use a ton of products every single day, whether it's the shampoo, hairspray, deodorant, body lotion, cosmetics. Um, and so all of this is seeping into our system. And so hair dye is, it, it's pretty significant what it does to the human body. And of course, you're, you'll always have the industry um, who is making those hair dyes for women say, no, there's no known, there's nothing that's been proven uh, to adversely affect the human body. That simply isn't true. <laughs> well, that just just reminds me on, on my thoughts of uh, of the medical system here, of medication here. Oh, you're, you're, watching, you're watching those ads on TV. Oh. Oh. Don't it's going to help started. you. You're not oh. going to have hiccups anymore, but you yeah. might die of 20 other things. One right. of which is a heart attack and a stroke right. and this and that. So right. we, we just oh. ignore that. Don't even get me started on that. Yes, I, I do not. Uh, I, I am not a big fan of medications. Hmm. Certainly if I am dying and I need a medication to save my life, but not, not for many things that typically we can improve on our own with lifestyle choices and right. changes. But um, yes, so uh, there, there is a, a real um, detrimental aspect to hair dye and what it's doing to, to the human body. So I am, just to get back to your question, I am hammering out what should this look like? Mm -hmm. What should we talk about? Um, and that is coming together. It's really a very organic process for me because I want it to be both informative yes. and also um, very pleasing to the eye. Too long women with gray hair have been viewed as old. Exactly. And it's, exactly. it's another part of a person's life. And for the most part, sure, we're older than we are than we were at 20, but it doesn't mean that we're old and we cannot function anymore. And I think typically women with gray hair are kind of viewed that way, that they have nothing more worthwhile to contribute and that they're unattractive. And there are so many gorgeous women with gray hair. Oh, my God. God. Hands, <laughs> hands our work. So yeah. are you, are you, uh, now I lost my train of thought. So are you uh, getting those inspirations by those, those interviews, by the, those viewpoints that, that people really realize that it's within yourself and that it's your attitude and not so much society, but our choice first of how we view this thing? I do see that happening more and more. And uh, hopefully the documentary will help to continue moving that forward um, but it's slow just like just like any other type of change change comes slowly and so you know you you talk to women who are on the in the metropolitan cities 
and they're all about the chicness of gray hair and how beautiful it can look. Um, but then you go into the smaller towns throughout the U.S., and it may not be as well received or understood. So it's it's changing and it's taking time. But what's fantastic is how many brands now are featuring older gray-haired women to really show, just like they've been doing with gray-haired men for decades. They're so that it's really starting to show a woman in the next phase of her life that she's vibrant, that she's stylish, that she has. Um, you know, a glow about her, and that she's extremely attractive. It's like that that phase of uh, of her life is what I call her prime, and people right now will disagree with me. Like, what do you mean by prime? I was in my prime in my twenties or thirties. Yet, if we look at um, if we look at this phase where we are physically still capable of nothing really changed, it's basically our hair color. We've got right. wisdom added to it. We've got right. the expendable income that that we can oh, spend sure. in our lives. We have the sure. freedom that our kids are off to college or out of college already, so we can do pretty much whatever we choose to. So what I love about this is, as you said, the the impact is slow. Yes, overall in society it is. Yet, with where I want to applaud you is with your work. You impact each and every woman separately, and that, and to show her that she has a choice, and she has a choice now. So yes. it's not that slow on the on the micro level, right? No, and that's why I love what right. you do. Yes, well, thank you, and I can tell you that.、Um, so this is now, I think, two years in the making. And、uh, it's of course going at、uh, a slower rate than I'd be. Ha- I'm happy with. I always I'm very focused on the end goal.、Uh, that's the New Yorker in me.、Mm-hmm. For any of your New York fans out there, <laughs> that's the <laughs> New Yorker in me.、Um, but I、um, I have to just let it evolve on its on its own terms without rushing the process. And so.、Um, I, I mean, these had... these these projects take time. I mean, yeah, they do. A, a decent do. project is what two, three years in the making. Yes, exactly, exactly. But but I tend to be impatient, so <laughs>、uh, we all are. So I I want to use this、uh, these podcasts as a platform of support of of like minded、uh, organizations, like minded operations, projects,、mm-hmm. and so on. So how can Support、uh, your effort where you are at with your project now. You said you're looking for scientific, for example, you're looking for scientific backup and studies. Do you have、yes. that already, or you still no? You're still looking for that? No, I'm still looking for that, and I have to find just the right people, person, persons、mm-hmm. who I will be able to interview、uh, individually who can speak about. The different aspects of hair dye and and how it impacts the human body, and so、um, I haven't I haven't pinned down who that or who they should be yet.、Uh, okay. I I I don't know that it's so very readily available,、um, <clears throat> but that's that's the next step. Okay. And, and so the the best way to interact is continue to interact on. Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, whichever your preference is,、um, just sharing. Now I, I know on Instagram you can't really share your photos, so it's really 
It's really more Facebook is probably the best place because a woman can share her photos. And the best, best thing for a woman to do is if she's just decided that, yeah, this is something she wants to do now, is to start taking photos like every four to eight weeks to show her progress because this inspires others. And to continually, you know, keep a folder, get keep those photos and it's okay if a woman caves and she decides halfway through she wants to dye her hair because I will tell you that's what has happened to most of us we just think no I'm not ready for this because we're, we're dealing with culture and what's ingrained in our culture is that we have to maintain a youthful appearance and we have been trained from little girls that being gray is not youthful and it's not attractive and it's not pretty on any level and that's what's slowly changing because of course men have not had to deal with anything of that nature isn't, men, it, isn't it unfair that uh, any yes. gray, gray fox over the last 50 years was like celebrated and ooh ah and a, a woman has her first gray streaks and all her girlfriends came girlfriends came running or like what are you yes doing? You yes yes exactly why are crazy you crazy injustice and this uh, that's why i got started with uh, with my project along the same lines i i cannot tell you the number of times i've read posts by other women who have been out and about and have had complete strangers approach them and comment on their grays that are coming in and essentially why aren't you covering them up i just as rude uh, I mean, it's just, it just shocks me every time I, I read a post about someone who was approached by someone she didn't even know. Um, but even worse, even worse, when you are approached by your family and friends who don't support you. So, um, because of course you want your the approval of your family and friends. Yeah, and, and speaking of support, this this is why I really at this at this turn in age with uh, social media and Facebook and all that. The, the, I think that the positive aspect of that is a to document it, but b again to that pep talk from like-minded people who are in the same oh the yeah same scenario. oh yeah, which is why I say take the pictures. Because this is really um, important for women who are trying to decide whether or not to do it and share their progress, not only on Grey as the New Blonde, but there's a lot of different uh, private groups on Facebook where women are interacting with each other that they can also share those pictures. And it's really helpful to a lot of women who just aren't sure yet or just, you know, they, they think they're the only ones. And uh, so it's really helpful when they see else similar to them who are going through the same thing. Beautiful. So, so uh, in, in capping up, I would like to for, to for you to tell our listeners what what is your hope for the project? What is your your overall message? And how would how would people share that amongst? How would, would women share that amongst each other? So the hope with the project is to, that's such a good question. Let me just think about this. And actually I should have a good answer for it immediately. <laughs> so I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad that you asked it. The hope of the, of the project is to reach not only the women of today who are facing this decision 
but also for the women of today to become role models for the little girls of today. Because at some point, those little girls will grow up and they'll go gray at some point. And so that to really become role models to show just how beautiful it is and that it's just another part of one's life that should be really celebrated and embraced with excitement rather than dread and horror. And you know, it is, it, it is so nice to see, as you said before, when, when women get uh, comments from total strangers and, and like who have the audacity oh, to yes. ma make a comment on, on the, you know, and then to see the, the opposite, like oftentimes I catch myself, especially now that I'm doing this project, and I see a woman and I walk up to her and I comment her on her hair and her first response, her first reaction is she takes a step back and she thinks I'm either cynical or I don't mean it or I want to mock her or something. And then I said, no, really. And then I have to to found, uh, build a foundation around that and tell her about the project. Otherwise, uh -huh. she, she would never believe me. This is how sad our society today is. Yeah. Well, you also want to take into consideration, just as a side note, that um, if someone, if a, if a man, a complete stranger approaches us, we're already on the defensive. You have on to know that. On top of that, yes. Yeah, Absolutely. you have to know that going in. Um, yeah. it's, it's just the way uh, Alice I do is. that. I do that. Makes it that. That's what makes it even harder. <laughs> and she takes an even bigger step backwards. Yes, yeah, because we just don't know who is it that is talking with us. Yeah. And we have to be very wary. So I would say just take that into consideration when Absolutely. you want to com uh, compliment a woman. So I have two more questions. Um, next question would be, how can our listeners support you with what do you still need for the project? You said one is uh, for the scientific input, uh, impact. How right. else can they support you? What, what else are you looking for? What do you need? So there's two things. There's two uh, types of females that I really would love to interview. Mm -hmm. The first one is which I've already put this out on uh, on YouTube in a YouTube video, I want to say a good six, seven months ago, um, is the woman who decided to go gray because she had to. In other words, she was diagnosed with cancer and she decided, okay, that's it. Or she lost her hair and just thought, I'm not going to start dying it after I've just gone through all this treatment. Um, so, because there's a lot of women out there that that's been their journey to, to grade them. And then, um, also the, um, the woman who is not yet decided if she's going to do this and wants to actually chart her progress via video to just share what she has gone through from the first day she said this is the last time I'm getting my hair dyed until she's fully transitioned so we can have um, a person watching the film see that a lot of the women that I'm already that I'm speaking to are already gray yes there so it's much harder for a woman to well one thinks she's that she has a valuable story to find that person who wants to be a part of this in that way, to show 
where she started, how long it took, and all the all the the heartache that went with it, from you know unexpected comments that from a complete stranger to no support from family members to whatever she encounters along the way. So it's those two types of women that would be that you, that you still need. Okay. Yeah. For sure. And before we before we conclude this, how can uh, people find you? Where can they find out more? How do they contact you? Is there a website or is it is it Facebook only? What's where so they can they find you? I'm I'm on all the social media platforms. No website at this moment, but mm -hmm. I I've never really felt like it was really important. At least right not right this moment because so much happens on Facebook. And it's very easy, and I, I answer messages right away. It's very easy to contact me on the Facebook page for Gray is the New Blonde. Okay, I agree. It's dynamic. It's not as rigid and, and uh, static yeah. as a regular website. Right, right. And you mentioned something of uh, of a YouTube channel. Oh yeah. So you, if you just type in Gray is the New Blonde, and that's Gray with an A G R A Y. You'll find my 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 channel, and I have a playlist, and uh, so that's not as interactive as Facebook. But all of the interviews, snippets from each of the interviews, not not the interviews in full, uh, they are all there in the playlist for Gray's New Blonde. And actually, I even have my original YouTube video from. The summer of 2013, when I'm talking about my own gray hair, that initially just sparked all this conversation, and it was at that moment that I realized, okay, so people care about this. Exactly. So that's going to be the one, the first one that I'm going to be looking for now that you that I heard about it. Which to, one? The first one that you did, your own story. Oh how yeah. How did this whole thing get started? And it's it's on uh, Facebook too, but you know mm -hmm. sometimes Facebook is. Uh, Well, it has its it has its moments. Um, it'll move things around. And <laughs> yeah, but that's <laughs> why we mentioned that's why we mentioned it here, so we know what's yeah. out there. And we can right. For it. So I know that that video is on the Facebook page, um, yes. and so it's there as well, as well as on YouTube. But on YouTube, it's much more cohesive in terms of all the videos, all the interviews. That's probably the best place if someone wants to see the the videos of of the interviews. Excellent. So, concluding and capping up for somebody who tuned in a bit later, mm -hmm. could you tell us in one sentence what would be your hope for Grace the New Blonde? To inspire women everywhere, all over the world, and to be a role model for the little girls of today. And a role model you are. Thank you so much well, for thank being you. on the show. <laughs> Finally, we made thank, it happen. Yeah, thank you for inviting me. I really appreciate it. I'm excited to uh, to hear it myself in playback and to share it, which is, of course, most important. Absolutely, and I hope to all the all the listeners out there that you share it as well, especially if you are taking this journey yourself. And, for sure. Uh, go to Victoria Marie's page. Uh, Gray is the new blonde. Hook up mm -hmm. with her. Uh, befriend them, uh, become a fan of the page, like it. I don't know what all the options are. Social right, media. Right. All right. <laughs> exactly. Thank you so much. And oh, for thank being you, on the Ben. Show. Thank Thanks. you so much. All yes. right. Bye bye. bye.
So, thank you for listening in. I am Ben Winkler, photographer and visual storyteller. Faces of Silver, the podcast, is a follow-up uh, of Faces of Silver, the world tour uh, that led me across various continents, uh, which is about beautiful silver sisters sharing their journey visually with us. The main site, you can find all the imagery and what's going on with the project at facesofsilver.com. Feel free to subscribe and stay involved. Also, there is uh, Faces of Silver, the Facebook group, and least but not last, uh, no, last but not least, sorry, Faces of Silver, the book, available um, any day now on Amazon. Or simply give me a call at 323-844-3098. Again, area code 323-844-3098. You can also reach me at ben at benwinkler.com. Our main site for imagery is at benwinkler.com. Again, thank you. And please join us again next Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time for yet another episode of Faces of Silver.